Hi, I'm Brian. And I'm Michaela. And this is Drink the Movies. A podcast where each week we try to recreate a classic movie drink and discuss the movie that inspired it. Thanks for joining us. Now let's drink the movies. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG-13. Well, hello, and welcome to episode 79 of Drink the Movies. I'm Brian here, as always, with Michaela. Michaela, this week we marked Memorial Day here in the United States. We did a lobby bar. You shared your ruby red uh, cocktail with everyone. Uh, I may have had, you know, two or three of those over the course of the day. Did some cooking out, watched some TV. But what did you get up to? Anything exciting on your uh, on your day off? I didn't. I don't have a lot of people um, that I know who... Um, where I can go like visit their grave sites or anything. Um, Mm -hmm. My grandfather, he's uh, his his ashes are interred way up North. So I couldn't do that. But what I did instead, um, I made sourdough bread for the very first time. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah. So I'd had the starter and I'd made rolls with it, but I'd never like made an actual like, like big doughy ball of sourdough bread. So I was very excited about that. It turned out amazing. Um, Excellent. And I, I may or may not have eaten the whole thing hmm. in a day, that's which is probably not great for anybody who's anti-carb, but that sucks <laughs> for them because it was delicious and uh, amazing. Yeah, there you go. There you go. No better way to spend a hot day outside than eating a loaf of bread and having some ruby red cocktails. Uh, let's see, what did, what did we get up to? We, we watched through some of uh, Stranger Things, which was good and uh, just kind of just kind of hung out, uh, rested up a little bit, you know, as you do uh, when you get the get the day off work. And and yeah, definitely want to, uh, you know, pay homage and uh, remember to all of those who served and fell uh, protecting uh, the country. So, you know, thank you for that. And uh, a lot of people went out to see a movie on Memorial Day because, uh, you know, the perfect movie was coming out to kind of celebrate in honor of Memorial Day. And that is Top Gun Maverick. That's what we're going to be talking about this week. Uh, you and I went and saw it, uh, no, not on Memorial Day. We went and saw it after Memorial Day, but I uh, had a chance to watch it. And we have a really good cocktail to pair with it. So why don't we take a quick break and we will be right back to mix one of those up and dive into it. Adventure has its own style. It's made of tall trees, unpaved trails, and at the center, the most capable Subaru Forester yet, the 2024 Subaru Forester Wilderness. It comes with 9.2 inches of ground clearance paired with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and advanced dual-function X mode. Discover adventure on a deeper level. The 2024 Subaru Forester Wilderness. To explore all you can do with the rugged Subaru Wilderness family of vehicles, visit Subaru.com wilderness. This week's cocktail comes from a cocktail menu put out by Del Frisco's Steakhouse. Uh, Del Frisco's is a chain. Fancy. fancy. It's very fancy. I, I don't think I've ever well, been to one. It's very expensive. It's very expensive. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the original one is in Chicago, but uh, I know there was one in Houston when I lived in Texas. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if I ever went to it, but I will say that the pictures always look amazing and very, very expensive. <laughs> it's like gold leaf on top of a steak or something. It's a, uh, yeah, it looks very shishi foo However, um, 
Their drinks also looked amazing. And they did a really cool series of Top Gun inspired cocktails. And mm-hmm. so that's where we uh, picked up and, and kind of created our own version. Um, they did one for each of the main characters of the film. And right. uh, we were tempted to do them all. I'm not going to lie. As as we do when we see like multiple cocktails for something, we decide that uh, making all of those cocktails is the best idea. But but we showed some restraint this week. Little, so they they did they did a Top Gun cocktail, they did an Iceman cocktail, they did a Goose cocktail. Uh, but we're doing, of course, we have to. We did the Maverick cocktail uh, because why not? And Top Gun Maverick is the uh, the movie of the week, um, and that is. Uh, what we're going to be doing. So let's mix this up for everyone. It's pretty simple. Um, it's very akin to a whiskey sour. If you're, if you're familiar with those and you can make it uh, the hard way uh, or you can make it the easy way, which is what Michaela and I both did. Um, if you want to get some more background on some whiskey sours, go and listen to our once upon a time in Hollywood episode where we, uh, you know, recreated three different whiskey sours, did a little whiskey sour flight uh, for that, but we are doing the Maverick from Del Frisco's Steakhouse. So to put this together, you're going to take uh, roughly two ounces of Tullamore Dew whiskey, and you're going to put that into a glass with a little dollop of orange marmalade. Uh, go ahead and stir that up. Make sure the marmalade dissolves. Uh, put in a dash or two of your favorite bitters. Uh, fill that glass with ice, and then you're going to top it up with, I don't know, roughly four ounces of uh, some lemon sour mix. So you can make your own with lemon juice and simple syrup. Uh, you can buy uh, just what's, it, it, you'll find it at the grocery store. It's either called just sour mix or whiskey sour mix, which is what I used. Um, or you can uh, throw a curveball at the thing uh, like what Michaela did. And she used a margarita mix, which instead of the lemon is made with lime. And that sounds delicious uh, to pair with the orange marmalade. So Michaela, why don't you talk about putting yours together? So mine, I put mine in a shaker um, because, uh, the orange marmalade scared me, to be honest. Uh, I used a really nice, um, French made orange marmalade. Um, and so it, when I put it in the glass, mm-hmm. cause I was making it exactly how you said, I was just going to build it in the glass. When I put it in the glass, it congealed and it didn't, uh, look like it was, it, I couldn't figure it out when I started. So I restarted and I did it all in a shaker glass and, or a shaker tin, shook it up and then put, poured it into a glass. And that worked out really well. It's, um, it is better, I think, than the very first version that we did when we made our whiskey sour flight. Um, Mm because whiskey sour, if you're going to make it and do it the right way, you would do it with some egg white. The, The cheap, man's version or the, the, the lazy person's version of the whiskey sour is the first one that we did. And it tasted fine. This knocks that out of the park though. I have to say, Mm -hmm. I think it, I think it was actually really good, but that's how I built mine. I went ahead and shook it because of the orange marmalade and it makes a nice frothy at the top for a little bit. The froth doesn't stay because again, you're not using any egg white, but yeah, the, the orange marmalade, it gives a, just a hint of sweetness um to it and that orange kind of kind of rounds it out it makes it really good you could probably play around with other i guess preserves or marmalades if you really wanted to and uh try that out and you could probably make this with an egg white if you wanted uh just a little extra layer of uh, creaminess to it too but this was very delicious it was an easy way to jazz up just your basic uh whiskey sour would be really good if you're doing like a uh like a pool party or something like that and you just get yourself a bottle of uh sour mix or margarita mix or whatever and uh just do this up and just 
throw in a dollop of that orange marmalade and people will be like, what is making this so delicious? And it can be your own secret. So it will be between drink movies and you listeners out there. So uh, mix one of these up. Let us know how you like it. But for now, Michaela, uh, we are headed into the danger zone. So grab your marmalade, grab your Tullamore Dew, and let's get into this week's film, which is Top Gun Maverick. I feel good. Dad, are you singing to your cereal? Yes, I am. Like I knew that I would. No, a dance too? Come on, Ava. Silk almond milk. Starts the morning on a high note. Yow! Songs, dances, and dad jokes. So good. So good. I got you. Mm. Silk almond milk. With calcium, vitamins A, D, and E. Feel plenty good. Spoiler warning for Top Gun Maverick. I highly doubt you've not seen this film because it's grossed about a billion dollars in the last three days. However, if you've not, on the off chance that you've not seen Top Gun Maverick, you should press pause. You should go make yourself a Maverick cocktail. You should come back uh, after you watch it. And you definitely should watch it because it's amazing. And we uh, can chat about it because we're definitely going to talk about all the things. Uh, that's right. Yeah, you could definitely uh, mix up your Maverick cocktail and maybe go back and watch the 1986 Top Gun. Uh, get ready, go out and see Top Gun Maverick and come back and we will chat about it, as Michaela said, uh, because this did just come out. It came out on May the 27th, 2022. It was directed by Joseph Kaczynski and it stars Jennifer Connelly, Miles Teller, John Hamm, and of course, the man, the myth, the legend, Tom Cruise as Pete Mitchell also known as Maverick. That's right. Uh, And you definitely think, so this is a sequel, if anybody doesn't know, this is a sequel to a movie that was done in like 1986, I think, uh, Mm -hmm. called Top Gun, okay? And you should really see the first one. You don't necessarily need to see it. You will understand kind of what happened because they they do a couple flashbacks and, um, Mm -hmm. but you really should see it. Uh, probably, you know, before watching Top Gun Maverick, because there are certain things that will be lost on you, like the opening sequence, for example, and the homage that it pays. I I think that, yeah, so the opening sequence is is great. And I think that is very much just kind of a uh, kind of a love letter to people that really loved the first Top Gun. I don't think that it's necessary to have seen the original film to understand because they do a really good job of kind of connecting the dots and making you understand who these people are and why they are feeling and acting uh, the way that they do, Uh, which is something that a lot of sequels don't do very well. They kind of rely on the fact that you saw the original one. And I think that this one, you know, if you saw the original one and you really love it, then you, it's like a bonus to see this stuff, but I don't think any of it was really necessary for the story. I think they do a really good job of making this kind of a standalone film um, as well as kind of an addendum to what happened in the first Top Gun. Yeah, it's definitely not required. You will understand what's going on. Um, however, I still think you should because you will miss some of the some of the small Easter eggs and the and the beautiful kind of homage that they pay um, to the first one. No, and, right. and they they do it a couple of different times. They certainly do it in this first sequence when you have um, you know the idea around and they show you know, all the work that goes into getting these uh, naval aircraft ready to go on a aircraft carrier and Mm -hmm. how they charge them, how they, like how they, how they fuel them, how they look after them, all of that. And then the, you know, 
pilots taking off and landing because an aircraft carrier is not very big. I mean, it, it is big, but it's not that big when you think about having to land and take a plane off. Um, right. They're Correct. very, they're, it's the, the runway is not very big. And so there's a lot of amazing work that has to be done. And I really liked how they handled that in the first film. And I love how they paid homage to it in the second film, especially with the soundtrack that they chose, which is the same song. So that that's right. Yeah, that classic Top Gun theme uh, gets us kicked off. But uh, to kind of run through the story, we we don't need to dwell on it too much because it is new. So let's just kind of walk through this thing uh, pretty, pretty briskly. But we've got uh, Tom Cruise playing uh, Pete Mitchell, a.k.a. Maverick. We see him. He is much older, obviously. Now he is fixing up an airplane. He is uh, kind of off to work and we see him. He's doing some test piloting uh, for this prototype uh, sort of sort of ship and there's some back and forth between uh, his team of people that are making this manned uh, prototype airplane and this other general who uh, thinks that the future is in drones and unmanned uh, uh, flight and you know Maverick goes up he is on this uh, on this test pilot thing he is trying to hit 10 G's which sounds like a lot to his uh, double digits which seems uh, like quite the toll on the human body he goes up he achieves it but you know Maverick is not one to uh, back down to just crossing crossing that threshold he keeps pushing it beyond the uh, limits of what this plane is capable of it explodes in the air but he is totally fine he comes back down to earth there is a funny little scene where he walks into a bar has no idea where he is because he's just been flying at 10 g's across the whole world basically so uh he gets there uh crashes this plane that's bad news uh career's taking a nosedive but uh luckily he has some friends in high places that's right uh one of his uh friend adversaries uh from the first movie um, Admiral Tom Iceman Kaczynski or Kazansky, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think. Kazansky, um, yeah. Kazansky, sorry. Um, he, you know, Iceman and him were uh, kind of frenemy foes, right? In the first yeah. film. Um, that, you know, Top Gun, it, for anybody who doesn't know what Top Gun is, it's this Naval Academy where you go and you take classes and you're learning how to be a pilot. And if you are the first in your class, you get, it's a big, really big honor, right? Well, Iceman mm -hmm. actually won that um, the year that- In 1986. Maverick, <laughs> in 1986. Um, and so, you know, there's always been this tension between Iceman and Maverick because Iceman says, you know, you're gonna get people killed. You take a lot of chances and you're, an, you're a brilliant pilot, but that's not enough. And so Iceman was kind of this quintessential pretty boy by the book, a uh, golden child who did everything right and always did always did the right thing. And now mm -hmm. uh, he is kind of, he's the commander, he's an admiral and he's the commander of the U.S. Pacific fleet. And so it versus Maverick who has routinely turned down promotions, will not retire. He's a captain. It's been, he's been a captain for 35 years. He's never going to be anything else. He just wants to fly. And so when he gets himself into trouble, which we learn has happened on number of times in the last 30 mm -hmm. years um Iceman has always kind of put in a word for him and found him a spot where he can continue to fly and serve his country and that's exactly what happens in this case where Iceman calls um up uh yeah he uh, calls up Admiral uh Bo Cyclone Simpson who is played by right. John Hamm and says uh you know send Maverick back to Top Gun uh, let him instruct these kids because uh, newsflash, there is a something bad afoot by one of uh, 
our nation's enemies. I guess they are building some sort of a nuclear compound and we need to go blow that up before it becomes operational. That would be bad. Uh, so Maverick goes, he is uh, sent on his way. He rides his sweet Kawasaki motorcycle uh, into Top Gun, which is uh, somewhere in the vicinity of San Diego, California. And he is going to teach these kids. So then it's basically him just uh, playing the part of instructor going through Top Gun school, uh, just like we saw kind of in the in the first Top Gun. So you have a whole cast of new characters. Um, you have uh, Annika Barbaro is playing uh, a pilot by the name of Phoenix. You have uh, Lewis Pullman is playing Bob. You have all, all of these characters and they're kind of similar kind of archetypes as to who we saw in the first one, right? There's the there's the kind of, you know, pretty boy one who's the golden child, you know, kind of kind of similar to Iceman. There's uh, you have uh, Rooster, who is Goose's son. Uh, you have, you know, the one that's really smart and, you know, more introverted. Uh, you know, you have all of these characters and now Maverick is tasked with training them, getting them up to speed on this mission, because this mission is basically it's like the hardest things to do and all of piloting, uh, you know, Maverick can do all of these things, but no one's ever done all of these things all at once in such a short window of time. Uh, but he's the man to, to teach these kids how to do it. Yeah. And what I like about this is at first, you know, they're showing him, uh, John Hamm's character, who basically is just a very angry um, guy from Mad Men. What is his name? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah, what is his name in Mad Men? <laughs> Mad Men. Uh, Don, Don Draper is yeah, his name. He's just a Mad very Man. mad Don Draper. Okay, John Hamm is amazing and I love him so much. But every time he speaks, I'm always like, it's it's the copy. The problem's the copy. Um, but he he does not, he doesn't, have any time for Maverick. He thinks that Maverick is dangerous. He doesn't like him. He doesn't, mm -hmm. uh, the only reason that he put him in this position is because he was commanded to by his, by his Admiral, right? Iceman. And so, yep. you know, John Hamm's character is like, look, I don't want you here. Uh, I need you to teach this. And Tom Cruise's character Maverick is like, what? Uh, you don't want me to fly this? You want me to teach this to like 30 people and I have like three weeks to do it? Awesome. Challenge accepted. Sure. Let me let me just get right on that. And at first, it's they don't know who he is, right? Maverick goes to the local pub um, and he kind of sees an old flame played by the amazingly talented and very beautiful Jennifer Connelly. Um, she plays Penny Benjamin, um, who... Yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, they have they have some history together, Maverick and uh, Penny, as we find out. Uh, Penny was not in the first film. Uh, there are some mentions made to her um, as being, uh, I, I think, like the admiral or the lieutenant's daughter or something like that. And that Maverick uh, may have had a, a, a flyby of the uh, radio tower and a flyby of the admiral's daughter. Uh, and that is apparently who this Penny is. So there you go. Dots there you connected. Go. There we are. Yeah, um, not good. Um, but she's she's still there. Now she is, you know, it's been a while. It's been a minute. She's a single mom. She owns this bar. They kind of talk and, you know, they definitely have chemistry. Um, at first, she kind of pushes him away and says, look, we're not going to start anything because it never it never goes anywhere. We just end up having a fling. And I, I, I kind of got my own thing going on um, mm -hmm. with my kid and but, uh, you know, he, Maverick sees all of these other folks, right? He sees Bob and Hangman and Fanboy and Coyote and all of these other uh, pilots kind of come into the bar. And uh, Hangman is 
very reminiscent of Iceman. Uh, Hangman mm-hmm. is, he's a very, very good looking gentleman with a wonderful smile full of very straight teeth. That's basically <laughs> the, the only thing I can say. Um, Glenn Powell, he's beautiful. Um, and he is really cocky and um, he's like the only one that's ever actually got uh, shot down another plane. Um, in mm-hmm. combat. And so he's kind of a total badass. Um, but he's very cocky and people, you know, it's a joke that they call him hangman because they'll, he'll hang you out to drive. You can't keep up with him. He's not a good wingman. He's not going to ensure your safety. He's going to go get the job done and kind of, you know, if you can't hang, that's your problem. And so um, he, no one recognizes Maverick. And I love this scene because they don't know who he is. And he gets in trouble because he puts his cell phone on the bar. So he has to buy everybody a drink, but then he can't pay for it because he's, he's just a captain and there's like 400 people in this bar and he's like, okay. So then, you know, hangman and all the other guys pick him up and throw him out of the bar. And um, they don't know that the next day when they all go in and are ready to be uh, kind of debriefed on what the mission is and and what they're actually all there to do. um, Mm -hmm. He's their teacher. And you know, he has, as most teachers, there are lesson plans and his lesson plan is um, to just kind of get up in the air and see what can be done. And uh, I love it. I love that scene. I, I Again, I knew that this was going to have a lot of really cool special effects with planes, but I had no idea how cool it was going to look. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And they do spend a lot of time up in the air. They're doing uh, their training missions for uh, trying to figure out how to how to run this thing. And you have that kind of kind of back and forth between doing the training missions, um, Maverick and Penny kind of, you know, pursuing this uh, this flirtatiousness, which, you know, ultimately leads in them getting back together. Um, And then there's also the through line because we have Rooster, who's played by Miles Teller, uh, very excellent, who is a goose's son. Now, spoiler warning for the original Top Gun. Uh, Goose was Tom Cruise's uh, gunner. Uh, so they flew together. Um, and unfortunately, Goose uh, had an accident in one of the, uh, I think it was during one of the training sessions um, and didn't make it, uh, passed away. Uh, and, you know, Rooster is his son and he blames Maverick for uh, for his father dying. He blames him for, you know, keeping him out of this uh, kind of Top Gun, uh, you know, focused program. Uh, he blames him for a lot of things. So you have this kind of, kind of through line of, you know, their history and coming to terms with that, uh, Maverick and Penny's, uh, you know, kind of relationship and coming to terms with that, uh, set against this backdrop of them going up and flying these missions where they're trying to fly low and fast and then crazy steep climbs and, uh, hitting these two perfect kind of bullseyes between these four, uh, fighter jets, uh, going to, to save this mission. And there is a time crunch, of course, because this is a movie and that's, that's how, how we do these things. They get three weeks to train for it. Uh, bad news pushed up to two weeks. So they only have like 10 days to get this thing sorted. Uh, but luckily Maverick is up to the task. He gets these kids as ready as they're going to be. Uh, they're not quite there yet. So he has to go out and prove that it can be done because no one thinks it can be done, but Maverick knows it can be done. That's right. Um, I find this part really interesting because he, Maverick, when he has this kind of debrief himself of learning what needs to be done, he, he makes it very clear that this is something that is very, very risky. And, Mm -hmm. you know, being that 
Rooster Bradshaw, which is, as you said, Goose's son, is in this group of candidates to go in, um, it's really important to Maverick that they all make it home. Um, which in, in some in some ways you, you see, you know, Cyclone and Warlock's uh, character, and those are the, kind of the admirals that are over this whole thing. They are looking at him kind of like he's crazy uh, because his number one goal is to make sure that they can do all these things and come home. And they're like, well, it'd be nice if they all came home, but we, you know, it's, this is, this is going to be a really risky uh, mm-hmm. mission. And um, so there's this contention between Maverick and his higher ups, because Maverick is saying, we need to do this in like two minutes and we need to make these climbs and we need to, you know, they need to really, really practice like how it's going to be. And mm-hmm. they are like, well, they don't think they can do it. They don't have the confidence because they haven't done it right yet. And so, mm-hmm. of course, as you say, you know, Maverick can do it. So he he's basically been told that he doesn't he doesn't have to teach anymore. And he's he's kind of been fired. Um, <laughs> basically fired. Yeah, basically fired. But he ends up getting into a plane, uh, you know, uh, Stealing it, I guess, is the right way to, uh, he's plane, plane jacking. I don't know how to explain it. Um, but yeah, he steals a plane. He figures out a way to get back on base and steals a plane. And he goes and runs this mission and does this simulation perfectly. And so, of course, then they have no choice, but they have to make him the team lead. And so he has to choose, you know, out of these 20 or 30 other candidates, who's going to go with him on this mission. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a tough choice for him because all <laughs> of is. these, all of these pilots are amazing. Um, but he, he really has to decide whether or not he's going to trust the wants uh, and the talents of uh, Rooster, who he, you know, feels responsible for and feels kind of like that's his surrogate son. He feels responsible for the fact that his father has died. Um, he definitely feels responsible for the fact that um he, he pulled his papers at the, to the Naval Academy. So he blocked Rooster's application. Um, and the way that works is if he doesn't get in, it, it set him back for four years. He had to go figure something else out to continue to be able to get in um, mm-hmm. to Top Gun. And uh, it, it's, int- yeah, it, he had to make a choice, but he ends up trusting his heart and he goes ahead and chooses Rooster as his wingman, uh, as well as some of the other members of the team. And he doesn't choose Hangman, which really pisses Hangman off. He's really upset about about it. Uh, That's right. Yeah, Hangman is in the reserve. The rest of the team is out to fly this mission. So uh, they get out there. They get on their aircraft carrier, uh, which, of course, is uh, just another beautiful shot in a movie full of beautiful shots. They're going off. They take... They take off of the runway. They uh, get into formation, and they go and fly this mission. Uh, It looks pretty dicey there for a bit, uh, but they're able to... Uh, kind of mission accomplished. They get this uh, bunker blown up like uh, they're supposed to have done. They make this tight, high climb up out of this mountain. Uh, they survive, but there's some dogfighting that ensues. Uh, it's pretty tense for a bit. Uh, Maverick gets shot down, uh, but that's okay. He was able to eject and uh, get out of there safely. Um, but uh, not all good news because the enemy has seen him. They have found where he has crashed. There is a helicopter coming in to uh, you know, take him out of the picture, but just in the nick of time, uh, his uh, his last minute decision to include uh, Rooster and the team 
you know, comes back to uh, full fruition because Rooster doesn't abandon him. He turns around and goes to save Maverick. Uh, but unfortunately, he gets shot down. So now you have Maverick and Rooster have both been shot down. They are in the frozen tundra of whatever country we're in, uh, and they need a plan to get back to safety. That's right. Uh, I love that scene because at first, you know, Maverick is yelling at him and he's like, what are you doing? Why did you come back for me? You should not have done that. And then he's like, well, I what you told me not to think. And he's like, well, great, great. Well, thanks. It's good to see you. And they kind of hug it out. It's, but it's 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 really funny. Um, but yeah, they're in the middle of nowhere. Um, and the only thing that they can really think of is kind of nearby. There is a naval, uh, not a naval. There is a base uh, of planes. There's a bunch of planes. They actually mm-hmm. just shot up um, because of this mission. They the U.S. forces kind of shot up the runway to try and ensure that. Uh, and buy them some time uh, mm-hmm. as as they deploy and and bomb this bunker thing. Um, so they they make their way to that area, um, and you know, luckily they don't have giant red, white, and blue on them anymore. We've decided as a, a world that that's not a good idea to to show that you're from the enemy side, which is good. So they find this F fourteen, I think, is the name of the plane. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's probably uh it's from 1986 uh, it's it, important because it's it's older than me and that, um that's right there just happens to be a perfectly uh in great working condition f-14 the same plane that he flew in the original top gun 1986 that's right. That's right. Uh, so so the so the plan is afoot they're going to go steal this plane in the midst of this chaos and all of these explosions they get into it um, it's actually pretty funny because uh, Rooster is there. He's like, what is this thing? This is like an old jalopy of an airplane. Does it even fly? Who knows uh, what this is? But of course, uh, we needed to get Maverick and Rooster into the same plane uh, so they could sit, uh, you know, front to back, just like uh, him and his dad did back in back in 1986. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're they're flying. And it's interesting because. Maverick, even to this day, when he's by himself in as a test pilot uh, in the first kind of few scenes, he's still talking to Goose in mm-hmm. his in his head. He says, you know, talk to me, Goose. That's something. So now he's saying, talk to me, Rooster. And it's just amazing. And they're flying through the air. <laughs> and of course, you know, Rooster's like, I don't know what is happening. Like, I, I mean, you know, the basics of flying haven't changed because physics is still physics. However, there's a lot different buttons. They're trying to figure out um, the radio because of course this is now, you know, I don't know where we're, we are, but we are not in America. So they need to get like a basic radio station so they, they can make contact with the U S and mm-hmm. say, Hey, we're still alive and we're coming and please don't shoot us down <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> because the only F-14s that are around are going to be the enemy's F-14s. Um, so they start flying and luckily they have these really cool GPS transponders. And so um, Admiral Solomon Warlock is like, Hey, I, I think they're flying, but I don't know what they would be in. And so they're, you know, trying to get back to the aircraft carrier. And of course they run into a couple of uh, fifth generation fighters. I don't know what that means, mm-hmm. but it sounds mm-hmm. really scary. And they're all in black. These, these planes, they look like they're greased, sleek metal, <laughs> steel death boxes. They're terrifying. Yes. And everybody, like you don't see the people because the they're, yeah, they're all they're all covered up. They have their helmets. They have their they, they have their breathing apparatus, and yeah, they run into 
run into a couple of them and uh you know maverick says uh we can't have a dog fight with these people because they're going to shoot us down in like one second uh, and rooster says uh are you sure you said it was uh, all about the pilot here guys so let's let's try to do this thing uh let's get out of here so so they do they have a little bit of a dog fight uh skirmish they take one out the other one uh is about got their number uh but luckily uh you know hangman uh he doesn't always leave everyone out to hang Sometimes he takes off against orders and, you know, comes and saves the day at the last second and enables Maverick and Rooster to get back to the aircraft carrier. Uh, they don't have any landing gear because that got knocked off during the, the takeoff. So they have to pull up this like emergency net. Uh, Maverick, of course, does a high and tight flyby on the uh, control tower of the uh, as you do. aircraft carrier, as you do, uh, as he did, as he did again. It's amazing. John Hamlet's super annoyed by it, but but that's okay because the mission was a success, so all sins are forgiven. They land. It looks amazing. They're coming into this like crazy net. Uh, it looks like it would give you like whiplash, and I wouldn't be able to walk for, I don't know, at least like 100 years if this happened to me, but uh, they're fine afterwards. So uh, they get down. They get out. They hug it out. Everyone is celebrating. Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. Yep. And, you know, there's this really tender moment between Rooster and Maverick or Maverick, you know, says you did really great. Um, thanks for saving my life. And Rooster's like, you know, it's what my dad would have done. And, and this is where Michaela started crying again. Oh, no, I, I cried. Gosh, 10 minutes in. I'm I, this was <laughs> a very emotional film for me. I don't know why. Um, but no, I mean, yeah, but I'm bawling at this moment. Um, the girl next to me in the theater was also crying, by the way. It wasn't just me. Um, but it's very tender moment. Um, you know, Maverick is looking up at uh, Warlock and Cyclone and they're kind of, you know, gingerly, you know, uh, nodding and saluting. And they're like, yeah, you, you got the job done, even though I, I didn't like the way you did it. And uh, and of course, Hangman, they thank, they thank Hangman and Hangman's like, you know, uh, I learned a lot from you. And so there's it's just this great big like ball of nostalgic and you know wonderfulness that's happening and then of course that has to end and maverick has to go back to wherever it was he was posted uh in somewhere near the mojave mm -hmm. desert uh and so he kind of goes back but he, he goes to the bar to see if he can say goodbye to penny um she's not there she's on a trip with her daughter and so he, uh, you can tell he's, he's kind of sad because he's not going to get to say goodbye to her. So he goes back to, um, I don't know, his, his big hangar. <laughs> I, I don't know if yeah. he was there. It doesn't really, they don't really explain it very well, but he's working on a plane with, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, with Rooster. They're, they're kind of uh, working together on this P-51 Mustang. Um, mm. And it's really beautiful. And uh, is, yes. And a couple of things happen at the end that are really great. So uh, Tom Cruise notices in one of the rearview mirrors, uh, Penny's daughter and Penny's daughter and uh, Amelia and Penny are there just to, to see Maverick. And, mm -hmm. uh, and he's really happy about that. So he takes, uh, he takes Penny on a, on a plane ride, which is pretty awesome. Yep. Uh, but Rooster's also there and Rooster is looking around and he notices uh, this photo board. Um, and in the photo board, there's a picture of Maverick and Iceman when they come back from their, their last successful mission where they kind of mend fences and have a mutual respect for each other. Uh, there's a picture of uh, Goose 
and Maverick together uh, when Maverick was still young. And of course, there's a new picture of Rooster and Maverick together. And it's beautiful. And everything comes full circle. Everything comes full circle. Yeah. Mission and then accomplished. I cry again. <laughs> and then and then Michaela is still crying. Um, yeah, mission accomplished. Um uh, relationships are repaired, and then yeah, it kind of ends with uh Maverick and Penny up in this uh restored plane, which uh, as Michaela said is really pretty. Uh they're going there. Uh he's doing a bunch of flips. I don't know if I'd be on board with that if I was Penny, but uh, but that's okay. That's what you get when you go up with Maverick into the sky. And that is Top Gun Maverick. Um, so Michaela, you and I, you and I saw this, what was your hype level, I guess, for this? Were you like, were you like, man, I can't wait for Top Gun Maverick. I love Top Gun so much. Let's, let's do this thing. We've been waiting for it for a long time. Like it was supposed to come out like, right. Like at the beginning of like the pandemic and it's just been pushed back and back and back and back and back. And, you know, finally, finally came out and it's, uh, I guess, reaping the rewards of waiting because it's making a lot of money. I just saw that this was Tom Cruise's biggest opening weekend of all time which is which is kind of crazy to think about a little scary um with the state of the world but that's okay um a lot of people are getting out to see it damn people are loving it reviews are good but but what about you top gun maverick were you were you excited about this or i was excited about it um i think good things come to those who wait i i was excited but i was cautiously excited because sequels can be amazing but we've seen really bad sequels as well right of films Mm -hmm. that were really thought of as groundbreaking and amazing. And then they do a sequel and it's junk. And so I was cautiously optimistic. Um, I actually watched a documentary of how they made the first Top, top Gun because they worked with the Navy. Um, mm-hmm. And so I was really excited to see how they were going to pay homage to that. And one of the things that I thought was so amazing um, with this is that they do all of that. They do the right amount of it. Um, Mm -hmm. there's a scene where they are playing football on a beach and it's likened to the scene where they play volleyball in the sand, um, near Top Gun, right? They, they do all of these things. Um, and I think that this, again, it's an action film, but it really does concentrate on Maverick and who he is and why he's made some of the choices that he's made. And Mm -hmm. it's not a character study and it's not super esoteric, but you see growth, which is uh, needed now uh, because I think in order to be a great movie to a mass audience, you're going to need more than just a bunch of explosions and you know yeah. firefighting. So um, I think it did really well in that respect. So I was blown away by this sequel. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm kind of the same. Like I I always liked the original Top Gun, but it, it was never like in my like pantheon of like favorite films that i had seen uh growing up you know it was it was something fun to watch and something good to watch so i you know i kind of expected this to be about the same it was going to be kind of like kind of actiony it was going to have cool cool airplanes in it which are always fun to see and it was you know going to have you know maverick being maverick in it but but yeah this somehow it turned into like so much more and i i would say that it is more of like a character study of maverick and you know him dealing with the past 30 years of you know, kind of his personality forcing him into isolation and, you know, coming to terms with all of that stuff, uh, which is really incredible. Um, I would say that this movie is far and away better than the original Top Gun, um, uh, which, which, which is kind of, kind of mind blowing. It does, it does a really good job of balancing out uh, kind of those feelings of nostalgia with uh, telling a modern story um, in a way that they're not really even, you know, 
kind of, you know, drawing attention to the fact that they're playing on nostalgia, Like they don't ever talk about any of any of the things that they're doing for nostalgic purposes. That's just kind of, kind of there and you're absorbing it in, uh, which I think is really cool. And that yeah. starts for me. One of my favorite aspects of the whole movie is this thing starts up and it's like, you're watching a movie from the eighties, the way that they're doing like the title sequence and the cast and like the, the type font that they're using and all that stuff. You've got the Top Gun theme going. You're like, oh man, it's just like, you know, they just kept the, kept the cameras rolling for 30 years. And this is, this is what we're, uh, what we're coming up with. It's yeah. amazing. And then, um, and then obviously the, the visuals of this, like I was watching, uh, I was really trying to, you know, figure out where they're using uh, real jets that, you know, the Navy are flying uh, versus the actors on like sound stages and these things, um, the way that the cockpits look and the environments around them, I have no idea how they did it. Um, and the blend of, you know, computer graphics and playing these together, it looks insanely good, insanely good. Yeah. No, it, it does. And I think you're right. Um, from a character perspective, I think my favorite part of this whole film is the relationship actually between Iceman and Maverick. And we don't, we haven't talked too much about that. So Val Kilmer actually did come back and reprise his role. Um, it's, it's very tough. I'm going to try and talk about it without getting weepy. Um, it's very tough because in the movie, Iceman actually has throat cancer. And so he can't speak, um, which is, is handled really well because Val Kimmer has his own health uh, issues. And so it was so good to see him back on screen um, and them in one scene together. But it was also very heartbreaking because you see that all of these people have gotten older. I mean, Tom Cruise doesn't look any older. Okay. He, I don't know. He's got, right. I, there's a cat <laughs> there. There's a picture of Dorian Gray for Tom Cruise somewhere <laughs> locked up in a closet. Cause he still looks freaking amazing. Um, but uh, you know, all of these characters have aged and the relationship now between Iceman and Maverick is really one of mutual respect. And it's Iceman who is typing these things. Cause he can't really talk. And um, he's mm -hmm. telling he's telling Maverick that he's got to let it go. He's got to let what happened between him and Goose go. He's got to let Rooster grow up and make his own decisions. He's got to trust him. Like he's got to let all of that go. And they share a hug and they talk about you know who was actually the better pilot. It's it's really heartfelt and beautiful. But again, because it's understated and they're not they're not waving this around as a uh in in homage right they, they just are doing it in such a sleek way it's so great mm -hmm. um and yeah i definitely think this is a way better than the first film um which is a little sad too because i i wish that tony scott was still alive because he could have seen it in its entirety and kind of see the conclusion to this story um, mm -hmm. i do love that they they dedicated this to tony scott um because it, it was his dream to make a sequel to Top Gun and he just wasn't able to do that. Um, uh, but they did it right. And I think they, they, would, they would have done him proud. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So I uh, highly recommend going out to see this. Uh, we saw it in IMAX. Um, if you have the ability to do that, I would recommend that. Um, and oftentimes I'm not, not, a, not a huge pusher of making sure you get to the movie theater to see this to see things. But if you're able to see this one in the movie theater, uh, probably worth it because it is absolutely gorgeous and mind boggling 
uh, how they were able to capture some of this footage and what they were able to do with it. So that is Top Gun Maverick. Let us know if you are headed out to the theater to see it or um, what you thought about the original Top Gun. Uh, you know, what you think about fighter jets. What is your favorite fighter jet? Let us know that. Let us know if you make a Maverick cocktail because it's tasty. It is a delicious riff on the whiskey sour. So we highly encourage you to give one of those a try as well. So if you do, uh, make sure you take a picture and you can send that to us. You can tag us on Instagram and Twitter. It's at drink movies and on facebook.com slash drink movies. If you want to see pictures of the ones Michaela and I made, uh, get the recipe episode recaps, all that good stuff. You can find that on our website, which is www.drinkthemovies.com. And we're not even going to require you to go on a life endangering mission uh, to give the uh, podcast some love. All you got to do is go to your favorite podcast player and leave us a review. Michaela, where should they do that? You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere where Anchor Podcasts are distributed. It takes less than a second to leave us a five-star review. Uh, You can certainly take more time if you want, but that is the requirement. It takes no time. Uh, No no airplanes will be harmed. No lives will be lost. Uh, And it will really help us get the drink the movies out there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So with that in mind, Michaela, we just had a crazy romp uh, through the skies with Maverick and crew, you know, uh, fulfilling our Top Gun destiny. So I think what we need to do is, well, I'm first off, we need to make another one of these cocktails because they're delicious. So we're going to do that. And then we're going to sit down. We're going to think about what movie we should talk about and catch everyone next time on Drink Drink the the movies. Movies. Let's not ruin a good moment. Talk to me, Rooster.